Ephesians 2, God's new family of Jews and Gentiles. Before you believed in Christ, you were separated from him. You were not considered to be citizens of Israel. You were not included in what the covenants promised. You were without hope and without God in the world. At one time, you were far away from God. But now you belong to Christ Jesus. He spilled his blood for you. This has brought you near to God. Christ himself is our peace. He has made Jews and Gentiles into one group of people. He has destroyed the hatred that was like a wall between us. Through his body on the cross, Christ set aside the law with all its commands and rules. He planned to create one new people out of Jews and Gentiles. He wanted to make peace between them. He planned to bring both Jews and Gentiles back to God as one body. He planned to do this through the cross. On that cross, Christ put to death their hatred toward one another. He came and preached peace to those who were far away. He also preached peace to those who were near. Through Christ, we both come to the Father by the power of one Holy Spirit. So you are no longer outsiders and strangers. You are citizens together with God's people. You are also members of God's family. You are a building that is built on the apostles and prophets. They are the foundation. Christ himself is the most important stone in the building. The whole building is held together by him. It rises to become a holy temple because it belongs to the Lord. And because you belong to him, you too are being built together. You are being made into a house where God lives through his spirit. to the Te Aumuta Bible Church family. It's great to be with you and be able to share the Word of God with you this morning. And uh, it's also a great big welcome to those who are joining us uh, online uh, for, for the first time and don't usually fellowship with us. So it's great to be able to have you involved in our service this morning. 
Hey, a big thank you to the, the Burgess family for that wonderful presentation of the, the passage this morning. Amazing how what you can do with Lego. Uh, that was just fantastic. Thanks very much for that. I hardly need to speak actually because uh, the presentation of that was just so clear. Uh, but I am going to carry on, so um, you will have to, to put up with me for the next little bit. Uh, very cool that uh, we have now moved to level three, and uh, we have a little bit more freedom in, in what we can do uh, with the, the coronavirus uh, situation. We're still separated physically, and uh, yeah, that's, that's not, uh, not too easy for us. We'd love to be together, but uh, that will happen at some stage soon. And we're all practicing our social distancing and keeping our two meters apart uh, so that uh, for those that are, are not in our bubble. Uh, but today's message, uh, we are talking about a separation, but it's, it's not the uh, two meter distance that we're talking. We're talking about a greater separation, a, a, a racial separation, a, a religious separation, a spiritual separation. And uh, these are huge barriers for us to overcome. Uh, but we're going to see that in spite of being uh, disconnected, uh, in many ways, we are able to be reunited. This, uh, being reunited is something that we really, really look forward to. Uh, our daughter has been over, over in East Asia for seven months. And uh, thankfully, just before lockdown, she was able to um, return to New Zealand. And we were able to see her again and be reunited, uh, albeit for the first two weeks from a, from a distance, but after two weeks to be able to have a hug and, and be able to share together in that way um, is just a, a, a really fantastic thing. And, and we as human beings, we, we like to be connected. Spiritually, though, our, our situation is that we are a distance from God. We're disconnected from God. And uh, we're separated and that's going to be the, the theme and, and, uh, of the message today. But maybe while we're sharing about the, the Christian's uh, story and testimony of being separated and being reunited, it may be that uh, you may realize that you aren't uh, reunited. And I'd like you to be thinking about that as we share this morning. Over the last four weeks, we've had uh, Brad sharing about lessons in life lockdown. And now we are returning to our series, as, as Noldy said, with the Ephesians uh, working together with the church on uh, the church series as well. So the first uh, two that we had uh, back in February, March, were uh, chapter one. We uh, the, looked at the riches of grace. And then uh, the first half of chapter two was being uh, rescued by grace. We were dead in our sin. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. It is by grace you have been saved. So the re rescued by grace. And today we're looking at uh, reunited by grace, uh, the second half of yeah. chapter two. So just as we start, let's uh, pray uh, together uh, as you pick up your Bibles or open your phones to Ephesians chapter two. Father God, we, we thank you for the opportunity to look into your word. And Lord, as we do that, uh, we pray that our hearts would be open to you. Lord, that you would speak to us through your word. Your word is living and active. And we thank you that we can look into it this morning and learn from it and grow from it and be challenged by it. 
Uh, may you speak to us in this way. Amen. So we're, we're divided into three sections today in the second half of uh, chapter 2. Uh, very, three very clear sections. And if you look at your Bible, you'll see those. Verse 11, therefore. Verse 13, but now. And then verse 19, consequently. So the three seconds that we're going to be looking at, sections that we're going to be looking at this morning. The first one being separated. So let's read those verses again there. Therefore, remember that formerly you who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. Therefore, remember that formally. This is what we were. This is the situation was before we knew Christ, before Christ came. Paul describes here two groups of people, the Jews and the Gentiles. The Gentiles, the uncircumcised, that anyone that wasn't born a Jew is a Gentile. And then you have the Jews. And God chose the Jews as a special people, a privileged people. And for centuries, the Jews had looked down on the Gentiles because um, of who they were and that they had been chosen. They looked down on them with an attitude that God never intended for them to display. God had chosen the people of Israel that he might use them as a, as a channel of his blessing, as a way of presenting God to the world spiritually and morally. God had given them boundaries to live by. He'd given them laws to, to live by, laws of cleanliness and purity, laws of justice and mercy, um, relational stability, laws and, and guide, not guidelines, parameters in which they were to worship God. Sadly, uh, as the years went on, the religious leaders put more and more rules around what God had given, uh, try to explain God's laws, and in the end, the people missed the point of God's laws, and it all became about the rules. It didn't become about pleasing God and knowing God, but it became about the rules. Many a, a religious leader in, in Jesus' time would, would pray a prayer and say, God, I thank you that I was born a Jew and not a Gentile. There was an incredible separation between the Jews and the Gentiles, and the Jews certainly made the Gentiles know it. So it could be seen that, you know, knowing God, we were at a disadvantage. The Gentiles were at a disadvantage to knowing God. And there were five ways in which Paul says here that we are, dis uh, are distanced from God. The first one is we're separate from Christ. We're without Christ. We don't have a knowledge of Christ. The people in Ephesians, the people that Paul was talking to, um, they knew the worship of the, the goddess Diana. That was the big thing in their city. Uh, they didn't know Christ. They didn't know about him. The Gentiles are excluded from citizenship in Israel, so they're without citizenship. Don't have a country. No rights, no privileges as a Jew. God had chosen 
the Jewish nation as a special people, um, but the Jews were not, uh, the Gentiles were not included. We are foreigners to the covenant of the promise. So God had given covenants to the people of Israel, special, special covenants to say that he would bless them if they obeyed him. And so the, the Gentiles are outside of that. God never made a covenant with the Gentile nations. He only made covenants with the Jewish nation. Uh, there was a covenant uh, given to Abraham. That was the Abrahamic covenant. And that, was a, that did give a, a blessing to the Jews. And it says there in Genesis 12, 3, uh, under that covenant, that all peoples on earth will be blessed through you, through Abraham. So that was looking forward to a, fact, uh, a time when, when the Gentiles would be included in some way. But the Gentiles were aliens and foreigners to any of the covenants. It says then next that we're without hope. We live in, a, live in a world without hope. Apart from Christ, we're without hope. The people of, of Ephesus, they had their religions, they had the philosophies of the world, uh, but none of those gave hope. Uh, Paul, a bit later on in 1 Thessalonians, he says that I do not want you to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. The world's philosophies, the world's religions do not give hope. And we are without God in this world. No relationship with the true God that we can understand. There are many, many gods, small g, that the people of Ephesus knew, but they didn't know the true God. The vertical relationship that, that, that we all are seeking some form of spiritual relationship, that vertical relationship was broken. The spiritual plight of man, though, isn't that God has forsaken them and it's the fault of God. No, the, the, the problem that we have is because of our own sin. That's why we're disconnected. The religious history of this world is not that uh, man had lots of gods and, and is trying to, to gradually discover the one true God. No, religious history is uh, that man started knowing the one true God and willfully chose to disobey and go his own way and search out his own gods. So we are without God in this world. If you're a follower of Christ this morning, think, think back. Think back to what it was that you were like before you knew Christ. Um, you're, you may have been making unwise decisions. You may have been uh, consciously antagonistic towards God. Um, it may be that you just went on life without caring. Uh, for some of you, it may have been that you were born into a Christian home uh, like I was. I had a Christian upbringing. I went to church every Sunday. I prayed. I learned Bible verses. But either way, whatever your situation was, you were separate from God, disconnected. I was disconnected from God till the age of 12. And when I came to see and understand that I needed to Renew that relationship with God. 
Because sin is that great separator in this world. It's been dividing people from the very beginning, from Adam and Eve. When Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, first sinned and broke that relationship with God. So the vertical relationship is broken, but also the horizontal as well. Cain and Abel, the brothers, the first brothers, uh, Cain killed Abel. Um, and then so on through history, the relationship between man and man is broken. Uh, right through the Jews and the Gentiles, as we've been talking about. Broken relationships there on the horizontal level. It's sin that builds up and puffs up and gives us pride and thinks that we're better than other people and we are superior to them. It divides and it shuts out on this relational level. We've seen this throughout human history. We've seen it throughout um, uh, in our country. I'm not sure. Have you seen that in your own life? What is the situation? How do you deal and, and, and think about people of other relate, uh, races and, and faiths, of other cultures? How do you treat them? Is there barriers that are put up? This is wrong. Because we are spiritually separated, we are racially separated. That is where we were. But this is the second section. We are reunited. And it starts with the word, but. Isn't it great that the words uh, in the Bible that, that give us hope? And here is a change, a total change. But now, in Christ Jesus, pick up your Bibles and let's have a read of it again. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one, and destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commands and its regulations. So the Gentiles, who were once far away, far removed, have been brought near. Isn't that fantastic? That relational aspect has begun again. I don't know if you've, you've seen the, the TV program Lost and Found, uh, where David Lomas, he's, he, he seeks to reunite families and people that have been separated, maybe for, for many years, maybe as a child they were separated from their family, maybe there was a breakdown in relationship that caused people to separate, and years later people are looking for that connection again. They're, they're needing that because people need their connection. We look for identity, we look for our family, uh, we want to know our culture. And there's some incredible um, uh, people that have been brought back together again. And it's just such an emotional experience when they, they connect again with their families. We were once far away, and now we've been brought near through the blood of Christ. How does it happen? Through the blood of Christ. We've just celebrated Easter, and that's we remembered Christ died on a cross for us. He sacrificed himself. He took the sin that we have done and the punishment we deserve and he chose to bear it himself. Christ took the punishment. He brought us near. It's through the cross. And it's going to be down the bottom of the screen on every, each one of these points as we come down because they're all, it's all because of the cross. All because of the cross. Makes that, that, uh, that statement there, for he himself is our peace. 
man, I, when I read that, I thought, this is fantastic. He himself, that's such a, a dynamic uh, statement. He himself, it's emphatic. It's not Christ is our peace. Christ is our peace, but not just Christ is our peace. But he himself is our peace. There is no other that is our peace. There is no other person that can bring us together uh, and bring uh, people that are separated together again. It's only through Christ. He is our peace. And he's made the two one. He's made the two one. He's, he's created a new way in, in, in which we need to come to God. So it's not through the Gentiles. It's not through uh, the Jewish way, but through the cross. There was this dividing wall between the Jews and the Gentiles. This dividing wall of hostility it talked about there. This barrier. And as the, the Lego uh, pictorial version of our reading showed, there was, a, there was a wall there between the temple and the Gentiles. A barrier. There was actually a physical barrier in the, in the temple where the Gentiles could come to a certain point and they couldn't go any further. They couldn't come into the sanctuary. And there was actually a sign there. And it said, No Gentile may enter within the barricade which surrounds the sanctuary and enclosure. Anyone who is caught doing so will have himself to blame for his ensuing death. It was a serious thing, this barrier. But it was more than just a, a physical barrier between the Jews and Gentiles. It was all these laws and commandments that they had that created this barrier. But the Bible says there that Christ abolished them. He did away with them. He made them uh, null and void. Uh, he, he, he took away the power of those laws. That it wasn't about the laws any longer. It wasn't about the law. It was about the cross of Christ. And his purpose was to make the two one. His purpose was to create in himself, verse 15b, one new man out of the two, thus making peace. And in this one body, to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put together, uh, put to death their hostility. So there it is again. He's made one new man out of the two through the cross. Through the cross. Jews don't become Gentiles. Gentiles don't become Jews to be reconciled with God. No, we come through the cross. There is this new body, this new man that we are brought into. That vertical relationship can now be restored. We are reconciled to God. Reconciled, we had separate, uh, separated, we had differences. We had gone our own way. We had willfully sinned. But God has brought us and reconciled us back to himself. For centuries there was a, a difference between Jews and Gentiles. But Romans 10 says, There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. For the same Lord is Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How do we reconnect with God? How do we, how do we become reconciled with God? Well, we have to admit that we're a sinner. 
And we need to confess with our mouth that we have sinned and we need to accept Christ as our Saviour. So he preached peace. He brought the two together, the two one. Those who were far away and those who were near, the Jews and the Gentiles, and we both have access to the Father. So verse 17 there. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, the Gentiles, peace to those who are near, the Jews, for through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. That's pretty amazing, that we can come and know our Creator God again and be joined back together with him and reunited. That vertical relationship can be restored and if that vertical relationship can be restored, then the horizontal one can too. Because if I have to come to the Father the same way that you have to come to the Father, the same way you have to come to the Father, we're all equal. There is no reason to have barriers between us because we all have access to the Father by one spirit. We are reunited with Christ. And third section is that we have been identified. Consequently, this is the result. And let's read it together, verses 19 to 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling where God lives by his spirit. No longer foreigners and aliens. What were we? Remember there, there were five things. We were without Christ. We were without citizenship. We were without covenants. We were without hope. We were without God in this world. That's what we were, and this is what we can be now, that we're reconciled to God. No longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people. We are now a part of a, a new body, a new man, the body of Christ. Fellow citizens, legally part of a community, a special part of God's divine family. We know to hold a, a, a passport of a good country is, is a really valuable thing. Uh, so to have uh, the, the passport of being part of um, God's family, uh, God's citizen, uh, is a, a, a truly wonderful thing. Philippians 3.20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven. Not just here on earth, our citizenship is in heaven, and we look forward to that day when we are with God in heaven. We're fellow citizens with the saints. We're, fellow, we're, we're members of God's household, part of God's divine family, not just his kingdom, but his family. And we have the new blessings of being part of this new covenant. Hebrews 9.15 says, For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised into eternal inheritance. What a fantastic thing to have um, an eternal inheritance far beyond this world 
that we have waiting for us. We are members also of God's household. This household is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ as our chief cornerstone. So we were without Christ in the earlier verses. We're now with Christ. Christ is our cornerstone. The cornerstone is, a, is that central, that, that corner block from which the whole building is orientated. And it's built up. It has to be strong enough to take the weight of the building uh, and precisely laid so that everything else can be laid uh, from it. That cornerstone is the central part of a building. This was talked about way back in the Old Testament, that uh, in Isaiah 28, verse 16, it says, and it's talking about the Messiah here, it says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who is laid as a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. That's speaking of Christ, the Messiah. And we're also joined together. Joined together to become a temple. We are fitted together. So this body of believers, all of those that have come to know Christ, are joined together. We are crafted to fit together into this building. Precisely uh, crafted to fit together. There's nothing misshapen, nothing that's wrong, nothing that's out of place. For everyone who is a believer in the family of God, you are there for a purpose. And you have been put there uh, and have a special place. Special place in the church of God. The people of, of Ephesus had their temples, their big, huge temples, their stone temples that were, were would have taken a long time to build, but they had to be laid precisely, every block fitting in its place. They understood that picture. And we are a part of, it's not a physical temple, it's a spiritual body. And every person that believes in Christ is a part of it. We are a dwelling where God lives by his spirit. That is a special thing to be with God. God is with us. And we have that as a gathering of believers. And that is our identity. Those are special things that we have. We're part of God's family. We're part of his household. We're part of his kingdom. Uh, we are, are built together with Christ. God is dwelling in us. That's our identity. That's who we are. We are identified with Christ. And if we can understand who we are, then that helps us stand in this world. This helps us know who we are and what we believe. We don't have to be swayed by the world. We don't have to be swayed by the pressures of people. We don't have to be confused about who we are. We are a part of the family of God. There's so many that struggle in this world with knowing who they are, the confusion, the hopelessness of not having a hope, not having something eternal to look forward to, not knowing that uh, their sin can be dealt with. We can know that in God and through Christ. So just to, to look back, we, we are separated initially from God. That was what we were. Now we are reunited. It's going to come up on the screen. 
Jesus is the, the meeting point for us. It's what Christ has done that is really important. And we are identified with Christ. We can stand tall in our Christian faith because we know who we believe and our hope is in God and we have a hope for eternal life. Trust that's encouraged you this morning and, and understanding who you are in Christ. Let's pray together as we continue through our service. Father God, we are just so thankful that you have taken us from where we were, not knowing you, to coming into a relationship with you again. Father, we thank you for loving us in that way, for blessing us with the riches of your grace, with blessing us through Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for us. We thank you that we can know and have a sure foundation in our lives today, even in the midst of isolation and uh, different levels uh, in this COVID-19 time. We can know who we are in Christ. We are blessed and we thank you, our Father, in Jesus' name. If you've realised this morning that maybe you don't have that relationship with Christ, that vertical relationship with God is disconnected still. We'd love to, to talk with you. If you, if you want to contact uh, the, the website there and, and check out a, a number, then um, we would love to talk with you.